With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. America's two great pastimes collide on this podcast. It is baseball and making money from the dog days of summer through the October Classic. Greg Bases Peterson's going to be free swinging at the betting board as he tries to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. Now here is GP. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas from MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Got a tremendous podcast for you as Danny Vietti. He does great work with CBS's MLB coverage. Going to be joining me in the second segment. You might have seen Monday evening, CBS came out with a new report that there is another proposal on the table to get baseball back into our lives. Now, obviously, these are all ideas. This isn't one of these things where they've got this thing planned out. They've been working on it for like a month and a half or anything like that. But there is discussions of having a three-state plan with bringing back baseball. This would include Arizona and Florida, which we've been talking about on this podcast last couple weeks, with sort of having realignment with the spring training sites and we've already talked about the fact that the MLB has thrown out there the idea of having everything in Arizona as well. Now Texas is being thrown out there in the fold as we know Texas is looking to get back to business as normal as well so it's going to be very fascinating to hear Danny's thoughts on what is all out there, how this might work because there has been discussion that it would be a little bit of an unbalanced sequence just because if you wind up having 10, 10, and 10 you're going to have a couple teams that they might have to take a day off or so, so you might have to go with some unbalanced situations with regards to where the teams are stationed, so we're going to get more into the optics of that in the second segment, and then we're also going to be talking to Danny about how pitchers are trying to keep loose during this I guess you could call it dead period in baseball and why this might favor hitters when we do get baseball back into our lives. I do think that we are going to be getting a baseball season. I am preparing as such. Until I am told otherwise, I am going to be trying to do everything I can 
to prepare for a baseball season. Now, obviously, it's looking a little bit worse by the day, but that's sort of the mindset that I'm going to be taking. I encourage everyone else to take that same mindset because the worst thing that happens is that you follow along with the baseball news. There winds up not being a season, and let's face it, we need something to fill the time in quarantine because I know that so many of us have lost jobs. I'm currently on furlough with the Vegas Sats and Information Network, so I am hoping and praying that we have a baseball season. I know that many of you guys may not be working out there in the sports industry, but you might be working out there in, say, like the restaurant industry, in the entertainment industry. You guys are looking for ways to fill the time. I mean, that's the worst thing that's happening at this point, is that you're filling some of the time with just speculating as to what is going to be going on with the baseball. And with trying to prepare for this year, it is so unique because typically you're looking at fan graphs. You're looking at, okay, how these guys do last year, the spring training numbers and everything like that. Pretty much all that needs to be thrown out the window at this point because I think the biggest thing that you could do is take a look at how some of these guys are preparing and get a variety of different viewpoints on this. You've been noticing it on this podcast. We brought in a couple guys with regards to a betting standpoint. David Behrman of ESPN Jock, Gil Alexander of the Vegas Sides and Information Network. We had on Matt Pauly a couple days ago. He does pre and post game work with the Milwaukee Brewers. Jessica Kleinschmidt talking to so many MLB players out there in the Bay Area. So the list goes on and on. Just trying to get these viewpoints try to get to know okay here's what the players are thinking of this here's more of a sports betting standpoint on what we are all seeing with this just absolutely awkward and I guess you could call it unprecedented season and just being able to get a variety of different viewpoints is what I think is the best way to go about it just because there is no way to prepare for something that we've never seen before but Typically, what we notice with regards to situations in which we've never seen before is that you're going to have a bunch of various extremes thrown out there, and typically the best way to approach it is somewhere in the middle, and that's sort of what you're trying to achieve. And I do think that something that I've been looking at with regards to this condensed season is how the pitching is going to go. You guys have heard me on this podcast. I've been a big believer in a lot of these teams that have a shorter but much more robust starting pitching staff like with the Washington Nationals having Steven Strasburg, Mad Max Scherzer, all those guys are going to be better equipped because you're able to use your starters a little bit more. You have a little bit less of a issue being able to throw them out there a little bit longer. Now I am starting to think the absolute opposite because I'm taking a look at how these guys are right now training. We had Matt Pauly on the podcast a couple days ago. He was talking to a former Brewers organization pitcher, Tim Dillard. How he's right now preparing for the baseball season is by throwing into a tarp and playing catch with his son who's less than 13 years old. It's really hard to be able to lengthen yourself out as a pitcher. I think that it's one of the hardest things that you can do in baseball because it requires so much strength. Danny Vietti actually used to do a little bit of pitching himself. So we're going to be talking to him in the final segment of our two-part chat with him about this. But I think that the hardest hit players with regards to this layoff is these pitchers. Now, obviously, you can't really simulate live ball hitting and everything like that as well for these guys that are sluggers like a Joey Gallo and everything like that, but at the very least you're able to hit off a tee, you're able to hit off of some of those devices that we've seen sold in stores. I think it's like the 
pull away the thing that you like put up on your pole and it's like winding around the pole and then it sort of unwinds itself and then you're able to hit it time and time again. I forget what that thing is called. Hopefully I had the name correct, but guys are able to do a little bit of that. And I just think that these guys are trying to throw like 100 miles an hour for seven innings. They're going to have a rough time. Meanwhile, a team like the Milwaukee Brewers, a team like the Tampa Bay Rays, they rely upon these guys for like one, two innings are sort of specialists. You don't necessarily have these starters that go deep into games, but you have a bunch of guys that they know their role. They're able to come in. They're able to give you a nice little burst. I think that those are the teams that are going to have a leg up when it comes to a pitching standpoint. So we're going to be talking to Danny about that, and that is something that has been changing with my approach. And I encourage you guys to just continue to acquire information because I feel like as this quarantine period, as this layoff in baseball goes on and on, things are going to change with regards to how we view teams that might have a little bit of a leg up when the season comes around. And heck, this might change when we do get that spring training period. I guess you could call it the reboot of spring training. So we're going to be talking to Danny about that. We're going to be talking about how long a second spring training should be. We're going to be talking about the optics of what was thrown out there by CBS on Monday with now having three states in the fold for trying to bring baseball back into our lives. And we're going to be just talking about something that I know a lot of you guys have asked me on Twitter. If you ever have a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast at GUnit underscore 81. I know a lot of you guys are out there in Vegas and I know that a lot of you guys would love to see baseball in our lives. It's something that I really can't answer, but I'm going to ask Danny what his thoughts would be if, say, a Las Vegas, a Portland, a Nashville, these places that have been clamoring for an MLB team for so many years, might be able to get a dress rehearsal and be able to house some of these teams for a little bit of a condensed 2020 season. So we're going to be talking about that and so much more in our two-part conversation with Danny Vietti of CBS Sports next right here on MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is phoning a friend and going out to the Azunia Hotline. And we're back here in MLB Las Vegas for MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Great to have on our next guest. This is a gentleman that does absolutely outstanding work for CBS's MLB coverage. He is a writer. He does their social media, so much more. And this is a man that's keeping up with everything that we are hearing about with baseball trying to give us a 2020 season. As we know, CBS just recently came out with a big article. We're going to be talking about that in a minute. And you can follow the man that is joining me right now at Danny Vietti. That last name is spelled V-I-E-T-T-I, as it is, Danny, joining me right here on the podcast. And I know you've joined me several times, both last year and this year. Always great to have you on, Danny. How are you? You know, staying with the times, being as good as you can be during the pandemic. Hope everybody, including yourself, are staying safe. Oh, yes, it has obviously been just a whirlwind these last 40 or so days in which we just have not had sports in our lives. And I know that baseball, they're trying to bring the great game back into just our daily routine. and. I know that you guys put this article out right around 24 hours ago, maybe a little bit more, and that the plans that we've been hearing, the Arizona plan, and then you had the spring training plan with Arizona and also Florida. It has now become a three-tiered plan in which you've got Arizona, you've got Florida, and now you've got Texas 
possibly going into the fold as well. Just touch on this a little bit more because I do think that you probably would need to have a little bit more than just one place to have everyone have an MLB season just because if one person gets infected in a system in which you've got only one place, it could shut down the entire season. So just touch up on this a little bit more and how Texas has come into the fold. Sure. So first and foremost, all credit goes to my colleague, RJ Anderson. He's the one that broke the story. He's great podcast as well. Very good guy. Yep. Yep. So RJ was all on this story and he was on top of it. And basically what he was hearing and what his sources told him was there would be three different hubs, Florida, Arizona, and Texas. And earlier, uh, a few weeks ago, they talked about just Florida and Arizona. This would be a three-fold city, if you will. So you would split the league in three ways, and that could be split 10-10-10. There's 30 teams, so 10-10-10. Or depending on the amenities and depending on what fields would be available, it could split it up with 12-8-8, whatever that math adds up to. But basically, the details aren't quite panned out because this is an idea. This isn't a plan per se, not yet. Rob Manfred is quoted in saying, we don't have a plan. We have lots of ideas, unquote. And so basically what they're doing is they're trying to find any way possible to get the players out on the field so that they can get paid. The league can start, you know, getting some revenue because they're losing millions, if not billions of dollars. If this season doesn't happen, you're talking about big time money. And to your point, Rob Manfred is doing all he can to make sure that doesn't happen. He wants to make sure there is a season, not just for his league regard, but for the players themselves and the employees of Major League Baseball. Because we've already heard that while Major League Baseball and their 30 teams have already pledged to pay their employees, we have yet to hear that from a lot of the minor league teams. So they, a lot of their employees that work every summer, they are still up in the air whether they're going to be paid throughout this pandemic. So there's still a lot of questions in the air, but... You know, this plan to have three cities split the league into three ways, there's still a lot of questions about it. And I, it's far from, you know, solidified. There's still a lot of questions to be asked and a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot. But it, it is an idea. And I think they're going to continue to talk about different ideas, including this one going forward. I think that it is a pretty solid idea, as we do have Danny Vietti joining me right here on the podcast. And I'm someone that I've worked in a variety of different markets. I'm currently out here in Las Vegas. I used to work out in Nashville, Tennessee, and I used to work out in Portland, Oregon as well. Probably three of the top five cities in the United States that really want an MOB team. And whenever you talk about MOB expansion, three of the five that really pop up. Do you think that there might be a chance in which one of these hubs become one of these cities in which we don't have baseball right now, but is really hoping to have a team in case if something falls out like a Portland, a Nashville, a Las Vegas? Or do you think that they're probably going to try to keep it within a lot of these MLB cities? Because I do think that there's going to be logistical issues no matter what, but they're right now vying to get some baseball in there for 2020 having mm-hmm. as I guess we have a little bit of a dress rehearsal because we've heard some of the rumors with the NBA playoffs perhaps taking place in Las Vegas, a place where obviously we do not have an NBA franchise at this point and have that as sort of like a dress rehearsal for them. Sure, sure. So, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if I can answer this 100% because I'd say we're still at a point where anything is up in the air because there's still so much changing with this virus and the state of each community in each city. President Trump, and not to get too political here, but President Trump and the states have already relayed to the different governors and mayors that it's really going to be up to 
the different counties and different cities to make their own decisions when it comes to what to open up. Because we saw it was either yesterday or two days ago, Georgia started to open up restaurants and salons and a lot of the private businesses, basically mom and pop shops around that state. Whereas Hawaii and California and New York, they're still very uptight, if you will, understandably, and they're waiting till May 1st to reevaluate things. So in that same regard, Major League Baseball is still undergoing changes, if you will, in their plans, because one day Las Vegas might be an option and the next day we have some spontaneous spike and all plans go down the chute, essentially. So I definitely think that there are communities out there that may not be hotspots right now, and they could provide options for Major League Baseball going forward. I don't want to name any cities out there because, like I said, there's so much changing. There's so many different ideas out on the table. I don't want to speculate. But could we see baseball being played in some city that doesn't really have a Major League Baseball team or hasn't ever had one in their history? Um, Yeah, I think it's up in the air. It could be a possibility. I don't want to shoot anything down at this point just because there's so much open. You just have no idea what's going to happen. There's a lot of ideas that are being floated out there. As we know, we have the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League idea. We've got the Arizona plan in which everything would be based in that one hub, as we do have Danny Vietti of CBS Sports trying to be right here on the podcast. And from what you gathered, do you think that there is a chance that we're going to see a little bit of realignment with regards to baseball? Because I think that in this three-tiered system, we probably would need to see a little bit of it. Or do you think that baseball is going to try to keep the divisions the way that they are, if at all possible? Because I'm sure that there are a lot of fans out there, if we don't have a season, they're going to be griping a little bit if you don't wind up getting like Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs versus Cardinals and those sorts of rivalries. I'll be honest. I'm a little pessimistic about the grapefruit and cactus league ideas. And I'm also a little pessimistic about this new idea that we mentioned before between Florida, Arizona, and Texas, the three state plan, just because I'm not sure players, especially the main players with the biggest voices among the players union, I'm not sure guys like that are going to want to leave their families for a long time and a long stint. I don't think they're going to be willing to leave their families and leave their home for three to four months at a time just to go get a paycheck or just to play baseball. As much as they love the game, these guys have families. These guys have kids. These guys not only have kids, but they have kids that are at home right now because they can't go to school. I'm a little pessimistic with the idea of creating a safe spot in a safe city where the pandemic isn't as hot right now because... All it takes is one player to meet up with their family on a weekend. You know, maybe he wants to take his kids for out for ice cream and they meet in some random city in between Arizona and L.A. Let's say some Los Angeles Dodgers player wants to meet up in Vegas if they're playing in Arizona. They want to meet up in Vegas to go get some ice cream with the kids. All it takes is one. We've already seen this coronavirus can spread very quickly. I don't want to completely put a shadow over these ideas. I just don't know how confident we should be in the ideas because I'm just not sure how willing these players are going to want to lead their families for such a long time period. We are seeing with a lot of these proposals as well. A lot of these places are out there in the South. They're in warmer cities. And what I think is going to be so curious is we're going to need to have a second spring training to get these guys ramped up. And I think that this is a good launching point for part two of our conversation with Danny Vietti. You guys know me on this podcast. I've been talking about how these strong starting pitching stats might have a little bit of a leg up in a condensed 2020 season. 
with how long this layoff has been and the way that these guys need to train, I'm starting to look at a little bit of the latter. We're going to be talking about that with Danny Vietti. We're going to be throwing out there more ideas with regards to a condensed 2020 season, what might need to be a little bit of a drop-dead period, and when we might be able to get baseball back into our lives. So we're going to be talking about that and so much more right here on MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson, on the other side. Welcome back to MLB Overtime. Greg is throwing a gem, so yeah, he better not blow it. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for MLB Overtime betting with myself, Greg Peterson. We are being rejoined by Danny Vietti of CBS Sports' MLB coverage. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Vietti. That last name is spelled V-I-E-T-T-I. And we were talking just before the break about... How some of the players that might be at the biggest disadvantage with regards to this layoff that we're seeing right now in baseball is starting pitchers. And typically, when you take a look at an MLB season, it is typically the pitchers that are out in front of the hitters. But I think that in this case, in doing a little bit more research and seeing how these guys are staying loose in the offseason, it might actually be the opposite in that the hitters might be coming out of the gates with a little bit of a leg up on these pitchers, especially starting pitchers. We saw it with... Joe Kelly a couple days ago, he infamously was working on a changeup in the backyard. He winds up breaking a window. Now, Joe Kelly wasn't necessarily the world's greatest reliever, and I think that we can both agree on that. I think he's had an ERA south of four once ever since the 2014 campaign, but with regards to being able to stay in shape this offseason, I think that it's easier for hitters right now because all you need to do is, like, have one of those, I don't know what you call them, but one of those, like, hit-away things. You can hit off like a T, things like that. I think that it's going to be a little bit easier for hitters to stay in shape rather than pitchers because I know that I had on this podcast a man that does pre and post game work for the Milwaukee Brewers, Matt Pauly. He was talking to a former Brewers pitcher and how he's staying in shape right now is by essentially going downstairs and throwing into a tarp. And I just don't think that there's really a way you could simulate, obviously, game speed for hitters. But for pitchers especially, it's harder to have the mechanics to be able to throw and continue to throw at 90-plus rather than swing a baseball bat. I don't know where you stand on this, but I do think that if we do wind up getting a season, hitters might be out in front of the pitchers, which is typically the opposite of what we see early on during seasons. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think Commissioner Manfred, when they were first hinting at the idea of bringing baseball back, they were suggesting a two to three week modified spring training. And at first, when we were uh, first speaking about it, we were talking about a three to five week spring training. All of a sudden, he condensed it to two to three weeks. You know, we're getting further and further into the summer now. And so I think that two to three week modified spring training might be the best option. And so hitters especially are going to have an advantage, at least early on, because we already saw Garrett Cole a few weeks back. He was playing catch with his wife. Excuse me if I get her name wrong, but Jocelyn Crawford, who is actually the sister of Brandon Crawford. And don't get me wrong. She's a player. She comes from a very athletic family and her brother, Brandon Crawford, definitely taught her a thing or two. But she's playing catch with her husband, Garrett Cole, getting into May right now. He's supposed to be out in New York throwing 100 miles an hour for 100 pitches. So nothing against Jocelyn Crawford, but I'm just not sure he's giving it his all when they're out there playing catch when he's trying to stay in shape. And I'm not saying all these pitchers like Garrett Cole are only allowed to play catch with their wives or their girlfriends right now, but they're extremely limited. And to throw into a net, to play catch with your kid, to 
do whatever driveline activities might be available at this time. There's nothing like game reps, especially from a pitching standpoint. And personally, I was a pitcher. I went through a lot of the programs and a lot of the training that is involved, especially in the off season or during the winter. And you can do whatever you can and you can get in the best shape you can. But until you step on that mound and you get your arm in shape and you just get repetitions on repetitions, there's no better practice and there's no better way to get in shape than just throwing a baseball off the, off the mound and do a catcher because you can do the weighted balls, you can do the bands, you can do the Jaeger bands. But trust me, if you're not throwing a baseball with 100% max effort on a day-to-day basis, your arm's going to be sore and it's going to be a little bit softer in that you're more plausible to injury. And there might be a higher likelihood of, you know, getting an injury along the way if they don't give these pitchers enough time to build up that endurance. I think that that's absolutely excellent that you bring that up with your experience as we do have Danny Vietti joining me right here on the podcast because at first when I was taking a look at a condensed season, I thought, oh, this is really going to bode well for these teams that have great starting pitching, but they might not have as much with regards to bullpen. I'm now actually starting to think the opposite. I think that it's going to be really hard for some of these pitchers to ramp up. Seeing some of these routines, the way that these pitchers are trying to stay loose, it's going to be really difficult for them to be able to stretch themselves out, give seven plus innings. Meanwhile, it's going to be significantly easier for a guy that typically comes in. He gives you one inning, sometimes two innings. You really don't need to build up as much if you're like a one or two inning guy rather than someone that is, say, a Max Scherzer that is expected to give you 100 plus pitches on every single outing. I think that those are the guys that are suffering the worst from this layoff. And as a result, I think a team like the Milwaukee Brewers, a team like the Tampa Bay Rays, these are the teams that when we do get baseball back into our lives, I think they're going to have a mess of leg up as a result. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a solid point. I think you definitely have an argument. What concerns me most is we might have actually talked about this a few weeks ago. If Major League Baseball even considers the idea of doing doubleheaders, you know, making a shorter season, but more games per day. It's concerning, and I, I don't think it should even be an option on the table because the whole reason we're in this in this boat right now is because of health. And if we are throwing pitchers out there, and let's say hypothetically we do a two to three modified spring training, which pitchers aren't used to, that's not the regular program that they're used to. And trust me, pitchers are creatures of habit. It's not just their head and it's not just their mentality, but their bodies as well. Their bodies build up a certain way. And if you throw that off track and all of a sudden you throw some double headers in there as well, that's an injury waiting to happen. We're already seeing record high in Tommy John surgeries, labrum surgeries, UCL surgeries. It's a record high. We've never seen so many. And if we're throwing these pitchers out there, expecting them to throw 75 to 100 pitches the first time they go out there, we're expecting too much. Yes, like you said, teams like the Brewers and the Yankees who have a little bit more depth in their bullpen and they don't expect as much from their starters in terms of length, they will have an advantage. But I really hope for the sake of injury and for the sake of health that they don't even consider doubleheaders and they condense the season because I don't think risking injury is worth, you know, trying to have 120 or 160 games in a season. Let's throw them out there for 80 games. You know, if after the 80 game season, I think just health wise, 80 to 100 games is going to be safer 
and just better for the players and, and for long term would just be better than striving for 120, 140 games. I am right there with you. I've been a believer that you start things up more towards the 4th of July after you have that little bit of a ramp up period. And I still think that we are going to get baseball. If we do get baseball, I think that real drop dead period for what we're talking about between 80 and 100 games. I think that it is right around the 4th of July because something else that we need to consider as well is if you go a little bit too deep into, say, November, December, you run the risk of really affecting two seasons for the price of one. Now, I'm sure that baseball would probably take that if it means maybe starting up the MLB season in 2021 a month later to save this season because obviously some revenue is better than no revenue whatsoever. But there's going to be some consequences of 2021 if 2020 starts up a little bit too late as well. As we know, this is why we're bringing up the fact that the hubs are like Texas, Florida, Arizona, and it's not a place like Milwaukee, what I was talking about earlier with Portland, places like that where it gets cold during the winter. And I do think that it is really one of these things in which if you can't get the season started by, I would even say mid-July, it might really need to be a situation which you either A, need to punt on the season or B, have a season that is so short that it just doesn't feel like baseball anymore because you have to cut it down to fewer than 80 games in order to avoid double headers and or something just completely funky where you're playing into like almost Christmas. Yeah, and to your point, Major League Baseball does not want to play in the winter for two reasons. Weather, and secondly, they don't want to be competing with the NBA and NFL in viewership. You mentioned that some revenue is better than others, but if the NBA and and NFL are both started back up. I'm sorry, but as much as I love baseball, I have my eyes on games, but the regular fan is going to be flipping between NBA and NFL. If, if we're in November and we're still playing baseball, I don't think that's a recipe for success. And Major League Baseball you know, has already had their issues in the past decade or so of viewership and ratings. They're trying to really boost those ratings. And I don't think playing into November and December, they don't want to do that. And so what they're going to have to decide is, at what point can they basically have a deadline of a start date? Because like you said, July might be a good idea of where you can play 80 to 100 games and you're going to finish the season October, November, where you normally would. But if you're all of a sudden working up, coming up on August or you know whatever the date might be, and you're thinking, oh, well, maybe we can still do a 50 game season. That's not going to fly because if you're crowning a champion after 50 games, you're going to have question marks. And, you know, we talked about an asterisk next to the Astros World Series a few years ago. How about a 2020 World Series where a team only played 50 games plus a postseason? So it just wouldn't seem as legitimate as playing 100 games, cutting that in half, 100 to 50. It just doesn't, I don't think that'll fly and I don't think it'll be accepted. And so they're going to have to pick a date a deadline start date of when to start, when they could start, and, you know, just kind of play it by ear. Right there with you, as we do have Danny Vietti joining me right here on the podcast. And Danny, I know that you're keeping track of this and so much more out there with CBS, a part of their MLB coverage. Love the good people at home. Know where they can follow you on social media and just what you're working on in general. Since, like I mentioned, I know that you guys put out there a little bit over 24 hours ago the possibility of having a third pod with regards to the system of being able to have baseball come back into our lives. And I know that you guys are working on so much more over there at CBS. Yeah, and like I mentioned, RJ has been doing a great job of following what Major League Baseball is planning on doing among the pandemic. So 
If you don't follow RJ on Twitter or at CBSSports.com, please do. There's not much going on in terms of baseball and, you know, content to say, but you can follow me at Danny Vietti on Twitter. And I have a new article coming out this next week, creating the ultimate baseball player. That'll be coming out this next week. So I'm definitely confident baseball will be back. So keep your fingers crossed. I am as well. I do think that we are going to be getting baseball back. It's a matter of when, not if, in my opinion. And myself and Danny are doing a great job of keeping up with it. And hopefully going to be getting a season no matter what the logistics are. So a big thanks to Danny Vietti for joining me right here on MOB Overtime Betting. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question for the podcast, fired into my timeline at Juniors41. Going to be coming at you guys three days a week until we do get baseball back on a daily basis. And then once baseball is back daily, I'll be back daily. Hopefully you guys are all safe and healthy and talking to you guys at a few. Thank you.